Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm honored to speak with Ray McDaniel about their new book, Gender Magic. Welcome, Ray. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am excited as well. You know, one of the things I just love this book, and this book is for everyone. It has a lot to do with gender and gender transitioning, which is a very important topic. But what you've brought to us in this book is something everyone should read and understand. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And and I did that very specifically. So I obviously wrote the book with trans and and Mm non-binary folks in mind, but as a book that anybody of any gender can pick up and learn more about gender exploration and transition, and hopefully learn a little bit about themselves in the process. Absolutely. And I did. I mean, I felt like there were things that just sort of opened my eyes, some things that I already knew, but I'm like, this fits right perfectly in with me. In a very short brief, what is gender and how does it affect us? Such a great question and also a big question. (laughs) I wrote a whole book about it, right? Um, So in kind of a nutshell, when we are born, the doctor assigns us a sex. Typically, it's male or female. Gender is the system that we've built on top of that to make meaning out of the sex assignment. So there's a couple different facets of it. One is how society constructs gender, how society says that you are supposed to show up in the world based on this assignment that you get at birth. And the other part is this deep internal sense of who you are. And I think we have to hold both of those things when we're talking about gender. It's funny. I grew up, um, I was a little boy that wanted a purse more than life itself, you know, Uh as an adult, I might own a few. Uh, I love that. (laughs) Thank you. It is one of those things, though, I think that family and society put so much pressure on us as human beings to be one or the other. And as you say, when someone assigns something to you, that's like, okay, book closed, done. This is it. But not everyone fits in that mold. Maybe you were a little boy who liked baseballs or purse, Mm -hmm. yet it doesn't change who we are fundamentally. No, it doesn't have to. And I think what you're speaking about is this difference between gender identity, right? Who we are and how we express gender. Can you be a cisgender man and love purses? Absolutely. And I want to create a world where people have the freedom to to express themselves however it feels authentic to them. I, I And that's one of the things uh, that this book speaks to very directly. It doesn't matter whether you're describing transitioning as a sexual transition or just a spiritual transition. And that's one of the things that I was so empowered by it. Is there a difference between gender and sexuality. There absolutely is. So gender, again, is how we feel about ourselves, who we deeply feel that we are, and then how we want to express that to the world. Sexuality is who we're attracted to, who we want to be with. 
and they're connected, sure, but they are completely different concepts. One of the things that I work with in my life, and one of the things that you point out so eloquently in your book is setting boundaries, finding healthy things and mental health issues. How important in your work on a day-to-day basis, as well as being an author, are those issues? So I'm a a mental health therapist. I've been in the field for over 10 years. And this book, Gender Magic, is based on my experience working with clients over all that time. So I would say that mental health is extremely important to both my work as an author and how I show up in the world. And connected to boundaries, one of the biggest things that I hear from my clients and, and kind of conversations at large with folks who are exploring gender is that they feel like a burden, like who they are is a burden on their loved ones. And that to me is pretty heartbreaking. And by having boundaries, what you are saying is I deserve to be treated with respect. I deserve to be treated with love. And I'm going to be taking action to get myself out of unsafe environments because I value who I am in the world. Absolutely. And we that should be a goal for all of us. Yes. You know, when we set healthy boundaries, we also give other people the ability to meet us where we are. It's not just saying, I don't want you in my life. That can be an option. But if mm-hmm. you simply say, this is a boundary for me, I'd rather you not cross it, or maybe even I demand that you don't cross it. It's so important for us to set those boundaries because we have better mental health when we do that. We do. Yeah. We consider our own worthiness more. There is self-love. There is compassion. When we set boundaries that are not about setting up an obstacle for somebody else, but saying, hey, I believe I am worthy of respect. And I do, I don't know if demand is the right word, but I'm saying this is how I'm open to be being treated and being referred to. And if you can't do that, I'm going to remove myself from your presence for my own mental health. And I love that phrase, remove myself, because it is it is about self-care. You know, we don't run and put our hands in a garbage disposal and turn it on because we know there are bad consequences. And as as wide as that is, we have to also look at ourselves and say, I deserve something better. And if I need to remove myself, it's better that way. Absolutely. I believe that everybody deserves to have respect for who they are and that it's okay to ask for that. And it does not make you a burden to do so. I agree. And it's also incumbent upon all of us. If I say to you, Ray, how do I address you? How do we interact? That's a healthy situation. Everyone has that right. There's no one that doesn't have that right. And I love that because you you, t- you give us a roadmap with your book on how to say, okay, not enough of this or more of that, which I love the fact that you have given us both more and less, because I think those are important things. Absolutely. I mean, it's looking at what drains your energy and what gives you energy, what makes you feel alive and more like yourself. And I think too often the narrative of exploring gender is all about, well, let's get rid of all the stuff that that drains you. And it talks about so much of the hard stuff, which is important, right? We can't ignore that. 
Um, however, there's not this other side of the coin, which is what I'm excited to share in Gender Magic, which is what are we moving towards? What do we want for our lives? And what can we envision and imagine? And then how do we take steps towards that in these tiny, tiny little ways? And part of your book talks about pleasure, which I yes. think is something that a lot of a lot of therapists may talk on one on one. But I you know, you've brought out this pleasure part right in your book. You've made that acceptable for us. I love that. Can you talk a little bit about pleasure and how that how that brings beauty to our lives? Yes, I love this question. So I'm also a sex therapist. And so I talk a lot um, personally and professionally about pleasure and its role in our lives and pleasure, not just in sexual relationships, but pleasure as in how do we feel good in all five of our senses? You know, we just spoke about what we're moving towards versus what we are moving away from and what tapping into pleasure does is it allows us to notice when our intuition is saying yes, when our bodies are saying yes to something. And the more that we're able to use that muscle, the more we learn to trust our intuition. We build that self-trust and we're able to make moves in our lives with a lot more confidence. I love it. In, in, in describing um what gives us pleasure? It's not just about our genitalia and it's not about our brain, but it's our skin. It's something I'd never, ever thought of, but it is true. You know, whether it's with uh, a feather, fingers, a whip, whatever, because they're all different kinds of ways to get pleasure. And I'd never thought about the fact that the skin was such a big conduit in that. Yes. So everybody says, you know, the, the brain's your biggest sex organ. And it, it's literally not true. The, your skin, right? It takes up the most surface area in your body. Uh, as far as I know, if there's any doctors out there who want to correct me, please, please do so. Uh, but it is such a valuable tool. And what I love about skin is that it's not gendered. Right. So much of our body is gendered by society, but skin just isn't. And so we have an opportunity to explore what feels good on my skin, what sort of sensations. And it's a very natural pathway into this discovering of pleasure, which leads to greater self-trust, greater connection with ourselves and with other people. I love that. I, I, if, people who grew up in a restrictive household, whether it's religion or just your parents, pleasure is something that is often demonized. And you yes. take a great part of your book and you bring that out into the open and you say, it's it's not demonization. It is is the correct thing. Because we, we like to be happy as humans. <laughs> yeah. And happiness is important, <laughs> at least. But yeah, to it absolutely is. is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree. Big fan of the, the happiness. And what I love about pleasure and a focus on pleasure is that it often does connect us to other people. Sometimes that's in sexuality. And I talk about that in gender magic explicitly, as well as relationships. And sometimes it's just about connection to ourselves. I love it. I find that this book has just simply opened a 
another door for me. And that has been something that has just really been so magical. It's, it's fun. It's got some funny places. It's got some very serious places, but it has a loving roadmap to life. And that is such a great compliment. I, I just can't say enough wonderful things about this book, Ray. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. Do you have a social media or website you'd like to share? Oh, sorry. Before I, I get to that, I do have. So tell me about Practical Audacity. Yes. Practical Audacity is my therapy practice in Chicago. So we're able to serve uh, folks who live in Illinois. And we also are able to do some cut coaching over, over state lines. But it's a gender and sex therapy practice, queer focused. We have uh, about 15 to, to 20 clinicians who work there. And we, we serve over 400 clients yearly in Illinois. I love that. I love that. So now I will say, do you have a website <laughs> or social media you would like to share? I sure do. So my hub right now is Instagram. You can find me at the Ray McDaniel. That's Ray, R-A-E. You can also find me at ray-mcdaniel.com. You can find out more information about Gender Magic at gendermagic.com. Also on my Instagram, so don't worry. Uh, and then you can check out my therapy practice at practicalaudacity.com. I love it. Again, the book is Gender Magic by Ray McDaniel. I This needs to be on everyone's shelf. Thank you. That, I concur. That's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Ray. This has been wonderful. Thanks for having me, Dan. Thank you. Hang on for me just a second. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at Dan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out with Dan. <laughs>